Welcome to Moneyline. I'm Matt McCall. It is Tuesday, March 9th. What a wild couple weeks it's been. Today, we're playing Dr. Matt. Screw Dr. Phil. It's Dr. Matt today. We'll talk you through this pullback. We'll talk you through the rally today. I got five stocks that are holding up I like. I got five stocks that are pulling back that I like. Get your pen. Get your paper. Take your deep breath. Get zen. We're ready to get this. Coming up on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Again, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. It has been one hell of a ride, folks. I will tell you. Uh, I haven't slept much because I've been doing a lot of writing, a lot of research, emailing clients, talking to clients all weekend, just trying to catch up and catch my breath. Um, and this is what happens every once in a while. The market, it's just it kind of moves nice and slow up and you can take those days off. Uh, I really do, but you could. Uh, these are the types of type days where you have to work 24-7. It's part of the job. And um, I may look tired. It's because I am. My voice is kind of going, but it's all right. Uh, I just did a great interview with a, with a woman on EFT, NFTs. We're going to be talking about what that we're going to put that special interview out in a couple of days. Uh, so we're working hard here for you, trying to get everything cutting edge and keep you up to date on what's going on in the market and especially a lot of our growth stocks that have pulled back. <clears throat> so today's show, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to play this episode called Dr. Matt. We're going to sit down. You're going to tell me all your troubles. I know them already, so I'll go through them and we'll talk you through this scenario. Uh, we're then going to talk a little bit about some of these innovative companies that have gotten crushed. Kathy Wood getting uh, uh, absolutely demolished listening to CNBC on the way in this morning on, on Sirius. What a joke. We're going to talk about cryptos because the one thing that's been doing so well during this craziness, you wouldn't think so. Bitcoin and some of the cryptos are looking fantastic. We'll talk about that. And then five stocks that are beaten down that look good. And five stocks that have held up near the highs that look good. Not telling you they're buys or sells, but man, oh man, I got a lot of good ideas for you coming up. Also, please like, subscribe, comment below, share it, get the alerts from when we go live. We're going to start doing daily shows here very soon. Once we get these screens all figured out, the studio's looking better and better. Brooke and Dave are crushing it. But let's talk about the markets right now. It is noon right now, East Coast time, Tuesday, March 9th. So four hours left in trading. We have the S&P of 1.7%, not far from an all-time high. But let's get over to what really matters, and that is the NASDAQ, the NASDAQ 100, the Qs as we call it, up 3.65% right now. This index tracks the 100 largest non-financials of the NASDAQ. Think Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, you name it. So this index moved into correction territory yesterday on the close. That means it's pulled back at least 10%. Um, Moved into correction territory. Uh, it was down big yesterday. Uh, stocks that we have, the, the big growth stocks, got absolutely demolished yesterday. It's one of those times you open, I open my account and I'm like, oh, I just want to slouch into my chair. Instead, I poured myself a double dirty martini last night at home uh, to get through it. Uh, after I went to the gym, though. First, you have to be healthy, go to the gym. Then I poured myself the double martini and worked till the, uh, till the sun almost came up this morning. So, but look at this. This is the, the NASDAQ uh, 100. Got crushed. In the last couple of weeks, pull back into correction territory. Correction means down 10% to 20%, down about 11% or so. And now it's up 3.6% today, bouncing, seeing this big snap back. This line right here I drew uh, last week, this connects the pullback. So it's still in its short-term uptrend, believe it or not. Uh, so to me, man, oh man, this still looks like a great buying opportunity in my opinion. We did some buying today for some new clients at Penn Financial Group, my money management firm. We bought it into two positions this morning. Uh, that I love long-term, that it just it was tough not to buy into them. 
so that's where we are. But I want to show you a couple of things here really quick. And these are important. I got this from LPO uh, Financial, Ryan Dietrich over there. And we're going to pull up a full screen of this. But this shows the fastest 10% corrections for the NASDAQ. And we're going back here to 1980. So, you know, that's 41 years. If you think about it, God, it seems like 1980 was yesterday, but that was 41 years ago. In the last 40 years, you look at the fastest corrections. That means the fastest time that the NASDAQ fell at least 10%. We go back, it's happened one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Oh man, oh man. So as you can see, over the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 times. This is the 14th time we've had these, these pullbacks that happened in 21 days or less into a correction for the NASDAQ 100. And what's amazing is how well the index has done after these very fast corrections. This is the Dr. Matt section. Sit down, take a deep breath, get your Zen, relax. As you can see, one month later, the median gain is 3.4%. And 67% of the time, it's up one month later. I mean, it's two out of three times. Let's go out three months. Three out of four times, it's up 75%. Median gain, 6.8% in three months. Keep in mind, the average return for the market's only 8 to 9%. That's in three months. Six months out, we're now looking at all, every single time except for one. 11 of the 12 times. 91% of the time, the market's higher by a median gain of 20.6% in six months. And we're long-term investors. Let's look out 12 months. Again, all every time but once, the market was higher. And the only time it wasn't was in 2000. And the average gain, 32.9%, 12 months later. We're up 3.6% today. If we keep with the average here, or the median, we had almost, what, 30% to go? I mean, just think about this. This shows you. And the reason for this is we now live in a world, not as much in 1980, but as we've gotten more of these recently, that things happen so fast. Just think about it. Back in the 70s, even in the early 80s, before the internet, if you wanted to sell your stocks, uh, first of all, if you want to get, get, get what your stocks are doing, I remember as a kid getting a paper. I used to love this shit because I love stats. I used to read every baseball stat every morning. I'd, have, I'd go to school and my elbows would be black because I'd be leaning on the paper every morning, just reading, reading stats, looking at the Wall Street numbers because I just like numbers. And back then is when they trade in teenies and eights. Teenies means 1 16th. So you have to look at the paper. I'm like, ah, shit, my stocks are down. Two days later, you know what? I'm going to sell. Then you call your broker. The thing takes so long. Now it's a matter of seconds. You see it and boom, 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 you sell, you panic. That's why these sell-offs happen so fast. But it's why the snapbacks happen so fast. And that's why you see these snapbacks. Within six months, you're up on average over 20%. Because things are happening faster. We're not going to have these prolonged uh, bear markets and recessions that last forever. Because we can act so quickly now. So it's kind of like ripping off the Band-Aid. It sucks. It, I mean, trust me. I see portfolios. I manage millions and millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars. Lots of freaking money. I have tons of money. I have subscribers, over 200,000 people that rely on me. And I open my own account and I see the red. I see how much I'm down from the all-time high just a couple of weeks ago. I get it, folks. But it happened so fast. I would rather have it happen in a matter of two or three weeks than last a year. Just a slow. Because you know what? This gives me a great opportunity to buy. We're using this to buy into. So this right here should be the one that gets you through your sleep tonight. Let's take a look at the next chart. Again, I showed this last week. Higher rates are good for stocks. You can see again, 
Interest rates, when they go up, and that's been the big concern recently, it's actually good for stocks in the long run. And then the next chart, again, fastest 10% corrections ever for the NASDAQ, and they're all kind of happening recently. But a matter of fact, the one that happened 15 days, the one that we're in right now, there's been quite a few that are actually even faster, believe it or not. But I just want to show you that what kind of territory that we're in right now. So let's go back to the charts here for a moment. And um, up 3.8% right now. So we're near the high today. Man, oh man. So that's my Dr. Matt. You know, if, if you are so freaked out and so concerned uh, that you really want to sell everything, you're, you're not ready to be a long-term investor. I know I've said this many times. It's a kind of a tough love. And I'm not a fan of Dr. Phil's. I don't even know if he's a real doctor, but uh, I'm definitely not a real doctor. Uh, quick story, I did go to school for pre-med. Uh, I got a football scholarship and like the second day, my football coach was like, you're not gonna do pre-med. Thank God he told me that because I don't like blood. So it would have been a really bad decision for me. And I found my passion in the stock market. So it all worked out. So the tough love aspect of this is that if you're not ready for it, the reason I'm telling you to get, get out of the market, not be in the, I'm not saying sell right now, but I'm saying the reason you shouldn't be in the market yet or not making decisions for yourself is because you're going to end up making bad decisions. And what's going to happen is you're going to chase to the top, you're going to sell at the bottom, and you're going to end up losing money. So I'm not saying this to be rude or say that you're not capable of it. I'm saying this because I truly think I will help you not hurt yourself, shoot yourself in the foot when it comes to the very hard-earned money that you've worked very hard for. So that's why I'm saying this. It's nothing to put you down or, or anything of that sort. Um, it's just saying from the bottom of my heart, if you're not able to, to withstand this, you're going to hurt yourself because you're going to sell down here. And if the market rallies up, you're going to be chasing your tail trying to get back in. So that's all I'm saying. I've saw too many people do it uh, back in March. Um, it's just, it, it happens. So, all right. So let's move on. I want to move on to Kathy Wood. She's the, the, the founder of ARK Investments. And I love ARK. I, I think it's great. She was on CNBC yesterday uh, and she was asked about the recent declines of some of her funds because she's in some of these innovation funds. She's a big uh, bull of Tesla. And this is what she said. This is a quote from her. Right now, the market is broadening out. And we think in an underlying sense, the bull market is strengthening and that will play to our benefit over the long term. Man, she put it greatly. I mean, it's a little too uh, wonky for me. But what she's basically saying is um, we, all the money is coming into these, the, these large cap uh, tech stocks like Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and Tesla. And now it's broadening out. You're seeing the small caps actually doing much better. And I love that. We're making a more broad-based market rally, which is actually better for the long-term market health. Uh, so did some of these have to pull back? Yes. But at the same time, we're now seeing money come into different areas that should have had money coming into it, which is great. So I, I agree with what she's saying there. On disruption, she said this, with regards to fintech and disruptions, she said, we do believe that two of the biggest sectors that will be disrupted in the world today are the two of the best performing this year, energy and financial services. And what she's saying there is the two best performers, which are energy stocks and financial stocks year to date, are the two sectors that are going to be most disrupted and upended in the future. And she's right. It's kind of like their last gasp hire. I mean, let's take a look here at the XLE. This is the energy ETF from 25 bucks to 52. I'd be looking to sell energy here. Is the demand increasing for oil, of course, right now? Yes, as we reopen the U.S. economy and a global economy, demand is increasing. I get that, 100%. But to shoot up that much, man, oh man, that's too much for me. And then let's take a look at the financials, which is the XLF. Again, look at the big rally. Just a few months ago at 23 bucks, now we're at 34 and change. The reason for this is as interest rates increase, 
it's uh, it's beneficial to the financial institutions because they make a large part of the part of their money with the margins. And what that means is they borrow money and then they loan it out. When interest rates are real low, they borrow money at a low rate and they loan it out at a little bit of higher rate. So they make that little margin in the middle. When interest rates are real low, the margin's smaller. As interest rates get bigger, that margin can get bigger. So as you see the 10-year, which I'll pull up the 10-year for you here real quick. This is the yield on a 10-year. We were over 1.6, believe it or not. Now we're back down to 1.55 today, uh, and down 2.6%. That's a reason, one of the reasons the market's rallying, in my opinion. Uh, but that's th this, you'll see, will go hand-in-hand hand with the financials. And I don't think we go too much higher. Could we hit 2% in the next year or so? Yeah, but I don't think we get anywhere near above 2%. Let me show you a long-term chart here because I think this is really important to see. This line right here is about 1.5%. We hit it in 2012 as support, came close to it in early 2015. We came right around there again in 2016, held it in 2019, then we blew through it in early 2020 last year, obviously during the pandemic. We've now come back up. And technical analysis isn't perfect. It, you know, it's about 1.5 where that is. It doesn't mean we have to stop at 1.5. It goes through, it's over. A lot of times you can see, it's, you know, you have these little tails. I'll tell you what, if we fail at this 1.6, we're at 1.55 now, that tells me interest rates stay low. I think the highest you get, like I said, is around 2% right here, which is the high that we had in uh, late 2019. So I don't think we get much higher, but if we fail at this 1.5, 1.6 level, uh, th that's very good for stocks going forward. But even if they go higher, it's fine. Uh, it's, it's nothing to really worry about. Historically speaking, look where we are. We're still so darn low. So uh, I agree with her there as well. Uh, so what I want to do is pull up because people are bashing her. And let's take a look at ARKK, uh, which is her innovation ETF. I mean, look, huge run. I mean, just back in May, it was around 50 bucks, ran up to 160 almost. Now back then at 120, people are saying, you know, why, she's terrible for the market. What is she doing? She's buying innovative companies that are the future of this world. These are the companies you want to be invested in. They don't go straight up, folks. I love the people that are bashing it because they missed out or they're haters or, or they just don't know what the hell they're doing. So let me go back to my charts I have here. And let's take a look. Oh, I'm going to come back to that one. So right here, this is the ARK Innovation Fund. It's in purple. We have the S&P 500 in yellow, and then we have the NASDAQ 100 in blue. And this is year to date, heading into today. Okay, so I don't have, I don't have today into consideration. Heading into today, the ARK Innovation Fund year to date, ARKK, is down 11.4%. The NASDAQ 100 down 4.4%, and the S&P is actually up 2% for the year. So people are saying it's over. Why the hell do you want to invest in innovation? Let's keep going. Now let's take a one-year chart, the three same things. Well, I'm going to have this blown up for you, so you won't see me here. The producer's going to blow it up. But the ARK Innovation's up 155%. The NASDAQ's uh, up 43%. And then, I think, 43, 45. And then the S&P 500 up in the 30s. So it's more than doubled in the last year, even after this pullback. Let's look at three years. Again, more than doubled. Uh, the ARK has more than doubled the S&P and the NASDAQ. All right, so we're looking at one year, three year. Let's look at five years. Look at, let's, let's go back to 2019 when this was launched. Every single time, it's more than doubling the NASDAQ, more than doubling the S&P 500. But you listen to CNBC, right? That bullshit out there. Oh, Kathy Wood, she's bad for the market. This is innovation. It doesn't go straight up. We're not investing for a year to date. We're not investing for less than three months. We're investing for the long term. And the long term, even after this pullback, she's crushing the market. And it's going to continue. Use this pullback to invest in innovation. Do you want to invest in companies like ExxonMobil that are dying? Or do you want to invest in companies that will be the next energy leader? The next one. We all know that by now. That's why you watch this show.
All right, so I had to stick up for Kathy because I really think they were un unduly crushing her. Um, let's get back to the charts. All right, so enough of the Dr. Matt because I want to talk about fun. Let's take a look at some charts that look good to buy potentially. But before we get there, we do need to talk about one thing, and that's cryptocurrencies. I mean, my goodness, are they looking freaking good? I mean, that's like the one silver lining has been waking up and going to bed and checking my, my crypto account. Right now, we have uh, Bitcoin around 54,200. In the last 24 hours, is about 7%. But before I, uh, the market opened this morning, it's around 8.30 or so um, when I was doing some stuff in the office, I wanted to take a look at how our crypto portfolio has done and, and our ultimate crypto product, which was launched on January 7th of 2020. So 14 months and two days ago. So keep that in mind, 14 months and two days. On that first day, we put out one, two, three, four, five, five coins. A week later, we put out another one. And then in April of that year, we put out one, two, three, four more. In May of that year, another one. And then just January this year, two more. So that equals 13. The average gain of these 13, so your average holding period is less than, a, well, less than a year. If you take the average of all of them, how long they've been in and average that out, it's real, well less than a year of a holding period. The average gain of that portfolio is 700, this is as of this morning, 783.3%. 783.3%. That's insane, folks. In the same time, the S&P is up 18%. The Dow is up 11.3, and this is the mic drop. Gold is up 9%. So all the gold bugs out there, I know you probably don't like me. You probably stopped watching me because I've told you for years. My CEO said today, he's like, Matt, you've been right. You've been telling people, stay away from gold, get into Bitcoin, get into cryptos. Gold is up 9% since we launched, launched this portfolio. Our portfolio is up 783.3%. Of those 13 coins, one, two, three, four, five, six, up over a thousand percent. Over a thousand percent. That's 11 baggers. I mean, this is just, one's right now is up 31X. That is life-changing money. And this is the future, folks. I'm telling you, this is a great way to diversify your portfolio. Heck with gold. Whatever, you, if your 5% in your portfolio goes in gold, put it in cryptos. And within there, you, you, you diversify through five, 10, 15, however you want to do. Just please, I, I don't want you guys missing out on this any longer. All right, so now it's time to take a look at some stocks. And those of you that say I drink too much, oh, I'm gonna thank the gentleman who sent me a book. He sent me a healthy book to help me uh, sleep better and to get off my caffeine. I'm drinking tea right now. I did have a coffee this morning, but I'm drinking tea, so you'd be very happy. Thank you again for the book. If you ever wanna send me books, I will read them. Uh, send them to the office. I, I will read anything you want me to read. Um, so let's talk stocks. So I looked at stocks that are beaten down because in this, I, I love great opportunity in, in a situation like this. But I also looked at some stocks that are holding up well because it shows strength. So let's look at the beaten down ones first. So one is, that we're going to take a look at is Amoresco, A-M-R-C. This is a about a $2.2 billion company. It's all about infrastructure. They deal with solar infrastructure as well, which I like. Uh, looking ahead next couple of years, earnings are going to grow about 15.5%, which isn't bad for an infrastructure company, engineering company. Revenue about 8.5%. So this isn't my typical high growth company. However, look, it's fallen from 70 down to 40. It's got great support in this area down here. 
man, oh man, think about it. If an infrastructure bill gets gets passed, I mean, what what happened in this company that all of a sudden it, it, it was due to fall, um, what, 40, 40% or so? I, to me, I, I don't see it. So was it maybe overvalued there? Yes, but down here, I love it. Right at the 200-day moving average, which is that blue line right there. Let's take a look at a little bit longer term. I mean, it's been... But it's had some pullbacks. It had a big pullback. There's the March pullback from 25. It lost 50%. Took off and went up huge. Now down again, another 40-some percent. Maybe it's another great buying opportunity. So that's one to keep an eye on that's gotten beaten down. Another one, Transmedics Group, TMDX. This one hasn't gotten beat up as much as a lot of the others. It's about an $860 million company. It's smaller. But it's all about organ transplant therapy. It's up nice today, up 7%. Uh, they're growing revenue yearly 47%, earnings bottom line 38.5%. So this is one of those high growth innovative companies. You know, it's rallied from around 10 bucks up to 40, back all the way down intraday to around 27. So it had a huge pullback in a matter of one, two, three days, it's trying to snap back. But this is, again, you're looking for innovative growth companies that pull back for no reason, none at all. All right, next one we're going to take a look at is uh, Danimer Scientific. And this, this one was a SPAC. You can see it was at 10 bucks, 10 bucks, announced a deal, came back down and rallied. And again, pulled back from uh, about $65 all the way down to 30. So it lost over 50% of its value. Uh, Danimer is about a $2.8 billion company. Uh, revenue is expected to grow about 44% annually. Think about this. Company had 50 million in revenue last year in 2020. By 2025, we're looking at about 600 million. So it's about 12X in a matter of five years. And it's plastics recycling. This is a company that is, boy, it's niche. And it's only at $2.8 billion. I know it's a SPAC. So anything that was a SPAC, that is a SPAC, that's going to be a SPAC, they crushed it. Doesn't mean Danimer Dan Scientific didn't change. Down here at 30, it's bouncing. I love it down here. I mean, what a nice pullback and an opportunity to get into the company that is a futuristic company. Uh, the next one we're going to take a look at uh, is Q2. Q-T-W-O, Q2 Holdings. So this is, again, another one. Let me look at a long-term chart. Look at this. But look at these pullbacks along the way, right? We've had another pullback. Uh, this is a pretty interesting company. It's about $6 billion company you probably never heard of. Cloud-based uh, cloud banking solutions for uh, regional community banks. And uh, growing top line about 16%, bottom line about 28%. It's since pulled back from about 150-ish to around 110. Big pullback, again, in a matter of a month. Uh, a company like this, uh, just the, the banks... Interest rates, I don't think I can go through the roof, but with interest rates higher than they were, the banks start making some more money. The economy's reopening. So when your economy reopens, where do you go? A lot of these small towns, you go to community banks, regional banks. It's not all about JP Morgan uh, and, and Bank of America. These regional banks are really what fuels America, fuels entrepreneurs. As they do better, they, they upgrade software. This is a winner. This is a great secondary play. So it's another one to keep an eye on. Uh, and the last one's a very small company, but boy, I find it very interesting as I spelled it wrong. Um, about a $186 million company called Lazy Days Holdings. Symbol is lazy. Uh, it's an RV dealership. So I look at the numbers and they don't blow me away. Revenue is growing about 5% annually. Earnings, uh, 24%. But they're looking for this year, 2021, earnings of $1.68 a share. I mean, you're still growing at 24X, so you, you, you should be priced much higher. And think about RVs, recreational vehicles. Again, as the economy reopens, more people out there spending. You're spending on things you probably don't need, like an RV. You have the baby boomer generation that is all about getting in RVs and going around the country. Maybe people will be scared to travel and some want to stay within their RVs and, and, and rather go that way versus airplanes. Absolutely. So 
This to me, a great looking chart, breakout to a high, pulling back, sitting on the 50 day moving average, which is a red line. It's got price support right here. I'll even draw that price support for you. So I've been drawing much today. Um, right about there, you get the price support, as you can see, those resistance, 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 breakthrough, hold it, rally to a high, hold it. It's exactly what you want, folks. Long term, I mean, looks great. I mean, this was a SPAC back in the day, as you can see, but it was before SPACs were popular and then phew, took off. I really, I really, really like that. It is a nice, it's very small, very risky, but I like what it's, what it's doing here. Now, those are five stocks that have pulled back. Again, this hasn't really pulled back that much, but it, but it has. I mean, uh, what is that? 20s is probably about a 25, 30% pullback. Now let's take a look at a couple stocks that have actually held up well. Uh, here's one that's been on my watches for a while, breaking out today to a new all-time high. This was his back too, believe it or not. Randpack Holdings, symbol PAC, P-A-C-K. Uh, this is a pretty fascinating company, $1.6 billion. They do uh, product protect protection solutions, so like packing solutions and stuff for e-commerce. I mean, again, think about where the future is in e-commerce and, and everything like that, anything. Then think about secondary plays you can make money off of, and this is one. I mean, look at this. It's rally. This is holding up. It's at an all-time high while a lot of things have gotten crushed. Um, Earnings are expected to grow 123% annually uh, on revenue growth of 10.4. So that means that what they're doing is they're taking their business model and starting to really monetize at the bottom line and become profitable. Next one's been in the, in the news a little bit as a potential takeover target. Uh, this is Magnetship MX. This is one I had on my damn watch list down here. I didn't make the move. I missed out. Rallied up consolidating near high as a potential takeover. It's a small company, only 765 million, but it makes analog chips. It's a semiconductor for internet of things, autos, and industrials. Three areas I really like, especially when you're looking for secondary plays such as chips. Uh, not huge as far as fundamentally, single digit earnings and revenue growth. But again, I think it gets taken over. So I think you still have some big upside. Uh, we'll go to another infrastructure play. Uh, this one has held up quite well. I think it's down today. It's down today at Summit Materials, but it closed at a uh, at a high, multi-year high yesterday. And this is exactly what it sounds like. Materials, construction materials, building materials, but a $3.4 billion company. The fundamentals aren't great. Revenue is only growing about 3% potentially in the future. Earnings, though, 16%. However, again, infrastructure bill gets passed. Something like this will do extremely, extremely well. And then there's two more, Eventbrite, EB. Uh, again, holding up well two days ago was at an intraday high. Uh, this is uh, exactly what it sounds like. It does online events as the economy reopens. Think about ways to play it. EB, Eventbrite. $2.1 billion company. Top line's going 26%, bottom line 71. Huge growth. Loving this right here, this consolidation. Uh, and the last one is kind of a reopening as well. Stimulus check kind of company. This is Rent-A-Center, R-C-I-I, um, doing really well recently. I mean, look at this big rally it's had. If I zoom way out, it's actually, man, oh man, look at a run that this stock has had. Unbelievable. However, it's still cheap. Uh, it's a $3.2 billion company, uh, top line growing 14.5%, bottom line earnings 19%, peg ratio, which is P-E over growth, which is a real way to value a company. 0.8, anything under 1.3, 1.4 is very undervalued. This is 0.8. So you still got some big growth. Rent-A-Center to me is all about people who want to have things that they can't truly afford to buy it. So you go out and you go to Rent-A-Center and rent it. You can't afford a big TV, but you want to have it, you rent it from Rent-A-Center. This is all about Americana. This is something with these stimulus checks coming. I think this company will do really well trying to break out to a new all-time high here today. So 
Those are 10 stocks that I think you should consider. I don't say any of them are buys. I don't have any exposure to any of them right now, but they're ones out that, are, that are out there that are on my list. I have so many more to watch this. As I said, we did some buying today, but let's take a look right now where the NASDAQ is before we wrap up. We're up 3.96%. Let's call that 4%, folks. What a snapback rally. And one, one sector I just want to show you real quick, which uh, has just been beaten down. This is the S&P uh, Spiders Biotech ETF, XBI. I mean, look at this. It went into bear market territory. What has changed with biotech companies between last month and today? Or yesterday, I should say, at that low or two days ago? Nothing. Nothing. If you have a biotech company you like, you still believe in where it's going, use these pullbacks to buy into it. That's all I have to say. Use them. And again, my last thing I'm going to say here is let's go back real quick to the NASDAQ 100. Could we, could we pull back the 280 in here? Yeah. I don't know where we go before we get to 400. Because I, but I think 400 is doable in the next couple of years. I think this rally continues. This is very much like the early 90s. Little volatility early. Then we saw all the innovation come together. The convergence of AIT, uh, or sorry, IoT, AI, 5G, uh, future of transportation, future of genomics and healthcare, all this stuff coming together. The future is amazing. And it's all going to be seen in these innovation stocks that, that we're investing in. Uh, so stick with it. I know it's hard. I know the last couple of uh, weeks have been tough opening it up. I'm human. I do it too. I don't stare at it. I don't dwell at it. I close my account and I pull up my charts and sit on my couch or at my desk at home or I come in here early and I start going through innovation charts, looking for the next ideas to own. Because we will look back at some point and say, man, I wish I would have bought that down 50%. Does it fall 60% first? Again, I don't know. I do know that as a long-term investor, these are the times you do not want to be selling. You want to be holding your strong positions. And then if you have cash left over, you want to be buying some at this point. I hope this helped. I hope this episode of Quasi Dr. Matt can help you get through this. Um, but again, any comments down below, it's great. Well, tell me what you need to help you get through this. We're here for you. Uh, subscribe, like. Uh, well, there's a link in there if you want to sign up for the newsletter, $49 a year. Uh, please join us on our journey because we just put out a bunch of new buys recently in, uh, in our early stage investor and investment opportunities. So we're here for you. Uh, let us know what you need. Thank you so much for watching us. Thank you so much for supporting us uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Go out there, give somebody a hug, tell them you love them. Be safe, be happy. We'll be back on Friday. I'm Matt McCall, and that was your Moneyline. The Moneyline with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com. <laughs>